So I'm speaking with uh, one of my favorite composers, Mr. Hator Pereira, who just composed the new drama, uh, If I Stay, starring the talented Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, beyond that, Hator is behind the mega-hit Despicable Me franchise and is currently working on the next film, titled The Minions, set for release next year. Hator's diverse scoring background includes films like Running the, Running the Sahara, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, Ask the Dust, and It's Complicated. Hator, thanks so much for uh, chatting today. It's so great to talk again. Pleasure on mine, Kai. Good to be talking to you and everybody there. So, um, I guess let's jump right into uh, If I Stay, which is your newest score. Uh, the film just came out. Uh, even though you've scored you know, plenty of dramas in your career, I feel like a movie like this could pose you know, a pretty big challenge uh, for a composer. You know, you're dealing with a movie that's filled with tons of emotion already, you know, simply just from the plot, from the acting, uh, yeah. just the, the substance of the film. So I feel it would be very easy to do kind of too much, you know, with the music. So how did you approach this film, and, you know, what did you want your music to accomplish? Um, well, I, I think the way you put it, it's, it's exactly it, you know, um, you know. And I felt that if I was to, like, um, put in, in words the music, it's, in, um, it, it, it's almost like, because as I said, there is so much, you know, you know suffering and, you know, deep feelings deep emotions, I feel that the music, it's almost like a friend that holds your hand, you know, mm -hmm. the score is, you know, holds the hand of the uh, the audience and says, look, it's okay, it's, you know, it's okay to cry, it's okay to laugh, and and and, and, and do it when you want and, and, and as you want. And, and so I felt that many times um, I would, the music would play that position, instead of emphasizing the pain, you know, I would just be, you know, underline of, you know, um, maybe a little um, to help the silence too, you know, right. so it would make the moment a little easier to take. But as I said, almost as a friend is whispering in your ear, you know, it's all good, uh, instead of like, oh, now she's dying, then we make like, you know, everything very impactful and 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 then instead of supporting the acting we add to it mm -hmm. you know and as you said you know in your introduction you know uh, chloe did it so beautifully and and everybody in the cast really for that matter so i think the music it really played more of a supporting um uh, you know role right and did you i mean did you really kind of build it around her character, or was it kind of built around the idea of the film, the plot, more than, or was it more of a character-based score or a plot-based score? Kind of, where did the music, I guess, come from? You know, I think, I think um, it evolved. Uh, it's interesting, you know, because the movie uh, they kept working on it because mm -hmm. there's the whole thing about, you know, it goes to the future, goes, you know, goes back to the past, and and then, you know, that in itself can become very confusing, you know, and and they kept just trying to edit in a way that, you know, there wouldn't be any doubts. So I felt that um, the hospital scenes needed one tone, mm -hmm. one color. So that was specifically uh, composed, like, for that particular time. Every time in the beginning of the movie, you came back to the, she came back to the hospital, then there was a certain tone, you know, of urgency and and so that we did. Um, then uh, there was a theme, uh, more or less of a love theme, you know, because there are so many songs also, right, that, right, you know, yeah. I felt uh, 
you know, let the songs do what they do, you know, and instead of fighting with it, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, so, the, so there was a love thing, but not like a love thing that, you know, it becomes like a symphony by the end of it, you know, it didn't need to be that, you know, um, but there is some, somehow a, a, a thing that represents this relationship, you know, Mia's and Adam's relationship, and then here comes, you know, all the soothing, uh, you know, uh, let's say, um, pretty much like the speeches and acting mm-hmm. from her grandfather, Stacy Keach, right? And 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 that I felt when he came in, you know, I, I to me it was the piano and all the the wisdom of a one lonely instrument, right. and that carried all the way to the end of the movie. You know, I felt that instead of growing, you know, and and and, and becoming exponentially, uh, you know, like emotional and you know, at every new scene that you know she appears or her grandfather appears, uh, I felt that we actually had to do the opposite, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think so. Then, the more he was present on the screen. I think the less I needed to do it, and uh, and the more uh, uh, Chloe's character comes to a decision that she will let everything go, the more I needed to emphasize that decision or uh, or that hardship that she was going through, you know. So that's more or less how the scenes were constructed, you know, and and inspired from. Oh wow! And uh, I mean, so you know, this film it, it has a little bit more weight than say. Uh, Despicable Me, you know, which is more of a lighter uh, family, you know, comedy, but still yeah. has heart. So, like, if you're working on something like If I Stay versus Despicable Me, does that require you as a, a composer, as a storyteller? Do you have to be in a different state of mind? Do you have to kind of get into it mentally before you can start writing music for it? Um, I, 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 this was a very interesting process because. We started a long time, before, even before picture, because we needed to choose the classical pieces that she was going to perform on camera, right, right. and also the songs that Adam's band would perform as their career, careers uh, took off. So um, me, uh, um, the, the RJ, the director, and Linda Cohen, the music supervisor, and a cello uh, teacher, you know, we've had many, maybe like 10 or even more meetings before Ajay went you know, off to, to, sh- to shoot the movie. Mm-hmm. So we had a clear picture of what kind of musician she was to portray, you know, and Adam as well. Um, so um, it's, it's, uh, it was interesting because um, almost like in, in being part of that process, it kind of set a tone for, for my own music, even though I didn't know what, what I was going to write. Oh, wow. From time to time, I would show RJ, oh, I came up with this melody, you know, what do you think? Uh, but I didn't have picture yet. I had the script. I had all the songs that would create the universe of the music, of the mm-hmm. movie. Um, but quite frankly, uh, we were changing cues until the you know the the day of the last day of dub wow. you know because because they were altering the movie too right. and and so to me it was more of um of reacting to everything that they threw at me 
mm-hmm. you know, and being true to like, man, I'm not overplaying the emotion here. That mm-hmm. to me was that was the biggest uh, uh, goal, you know, and right. and you know, so that was more or less like the what dictated like how I approached the music, you know, and it was from a long time before I started writing, really. And, uh, I, I mean, speaking of that, you I remember last time you talked, uh, or we talked, you, you were talking, I think, it was either Despicable Me or Smurfs, you were saying that how you were kind of reading the script and you would record yourself reading the script because sometimes you kind of come up with melodies as you're reading and you hum them out. Does, the, 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 does something like that apply to a film like this, or is that kind of more oriented towards more melodic totally. you know melodic films like a despicable me so did you do that with if i stay yes i did actually and the, and the music that is under every scene in the hospital is exactly what i sent to my iphone wow you know uh, <laughs> I, love I, that, I love that process i think that's one of the most interesting and original process i've never heard of anybody do that i always think that's so <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it uh, makes sense, you know? I mean, it's, uh, I think Charlie Chaplin used to do that because he, he composed his films, but he wasn't a musician, so he would just hum it to the orchestra and be like, you know, play it. I think that's a very good, like, genesis of where the melody comes from. It's so interesting. <laughs> I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that's why I loved about a movie like If I Stay because I never, you know, generally, you know, one would say, oh, more songs, less is for my music, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and I'm very fortunate uh, to have worked in movies that actually featured also a lot of songs, like Irrestrictable Me, Pharrell is all over it, right. you know, Curious George, Jack Johnson's uh, songs are, you know, such a big part of the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And and I find that, you know, with time, you know, and, and because I come from uh, the, like, pop music uh, scenario per se, you know, mm-hmm. so from Brazil and then in England with, you know, as you know, like the Simply Red Ears, and then here in America before I I ventured into film music, I was so lucky to have played with so many great artists from here and recorded with them. So um, the power of song, which in truth is the power of melody, you know, uh, and lyrics, um, it, to me, it, it, it had uh, like as much importance as you know a fully orchestrated, you know, idea. So um, it, 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 to me, it's always fun to hold hands with the songs, mm-hmm. you know, because um, then you can then you can uh, maybe hold back on something that you most likely would have forced. A little bit, you know. Right. So yeah. if there is a song montage, you know, right before, right after a cue, or even right before, you don't want to have that cue to be like a massive thing because you take the impact of the song as preparing the person for the song that is coming, or after the song to let the emotions of that song set mm-hmm. and become what they what that song conveys, you know, so you don't get in the way of the aftermath of that, you know, the impact of that song for the audience, you know, and I hope it's the same impact to me as a human being, you know, so I, I try to, to dance, you know, with that, and with the songs, and I, and I, I love it, I love it, you know, um, so it, it's something that I'm very comfortable with, you know, yeah. so... 
That's. I mean, I always, I always think it would be hard to do that to kind of dance between songs. I remember I spoke with uh, Elliot Goldenthal, and he works with Michael Mann a lot. And Michael Mann uses, you know, he's his own music supervisor. He he plots those songs, you know, throughout the the whole film. So the score kind of has to do this gentle dance, you know, uh, and work mm -hmm. with and you know the songs and kind of be part of that soundscape. I always think it's kind of a fascinating way to musically kind of put everything together. Um, but also, um, just kind of looking at your work, uh, just not looking at any uh, specific film, do you kind of have, because you work on so many different genres, uh, do you have any kind of different approaches for different uh, genres of films? I mean, do you treat an action scene different than a, a romantic kiss, or do you treat it differently than a, you know, a fart joke from Despicable Me? I mean, is there, mm -hmm. the goal of the score, I mean, is the same, but do you kind of tackle it differently in any way? I think um, I, I do actually, and not as a as a system, mm -hmm. but as um, for example, um, even these massive orchestral pieces in in Despicable Me or the Smurfs or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like they tend to be big. I write the majority of them from the guitar, okay. from a MIDI guitar, which in itself um, generates a different. Uh, already like a different d DNA right. for the music, you know. But I do also, the same way I sing when I'm reading the script, mm -hmm. many times I also, I'm looking at the scene, and I'm singing, you know, or with a guitar, or with a piano, but I'm recording my voice and recording the piano, and and then I start orchestrating that. So let's say the, the most instant, you know, response um, I think it comes through the voice, you know, uh, not only melodically, but rhythmically, you know. So I record that, and I put a melody. So then it's a question of transcribing, really. But um, or, or, So that's one process. The other one, is just to perform like percussion, you know, no melodies, mm -hmm. and just like and no click, no previously set up like click. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I do a lot. Um, um, so then I, I make the, click, the the sequences follow that free, you know, time tempo right. kind of thing, and 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 we we divide to that click map. Per se, that came from me sitting with a, with a, I don't know, a tambourine, you know, and just looking at the scene and just coming up with like rhythmic patterns or things like this. So each one of them, I, I guess, um, or, or each one of the, the, the scenes really um, dictates like a, a different process. And I tell you another thing: uh, many times I write standing up. Um, so I like come from performing. You know, uh, and I can't, you know, I know that I become another musician when I'm recording, sitting down, uh -huh. you know. Uh, so when I write, you know, and I know that I was another musician uh, in the years that I, the only thing that I did was to perform live. Right. You know, so um, I, many times when I'm writing um, a piece of music, um, I, I stand up. I just press record. You know, slide the chair away, 
um, you know, strap on the guitar and 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 go for it, you know, and improvise five, six times, you know, the thing. Sometimes the scene passes and I continue because I know that uh, I know that I was improvising specifically for that scene, but that generated, you know, more material that I know that now I close my eyes and I imagine, you know, the, all these other scenes that can, the music can have that moment as like the birthplace of it. So, but always standing up, you know, yeah. so I, that's kind of how I feel, man, you know, that's how I do it. No, it's, I mean, I remember just watching, I've, well, you know, behind the scenes footage from uh, some of Hans's scores, I've, I watched like Black Hawk Down, and I remember seeing you there, you know, standing and kind of working with the guitar and stuff like that, so it's it's just, and being in your studio and seeing how your studio is set up, I, I think it's very interesting, and you have a, an amazing guitar collection, I, you know, when I was visiting, I saw that, and so do you have maybe like a favorite guitar in that entire room that maybe has it means the most versus sounds the best? Is there one that kind of you love most than any other other ones? <laughs> I think I have a very clear answer for this one, and I do have. And the guitar that I have, that it's the guitar that I like the most uh, nowadays, is the guitar that doesn't have strings. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guitar that that it's. Is just to generate MIDI, you know, so I can orchestrate all this music, so I can write, mm-hmm. um, input all these uh, uh, notes to the sequencer, you know. But the neck of the guitar is made of like these little pads that represent, each one of these pads represents a finger pressed against the neck over the strings, you know, and um, so now the strings don't exist. So you play, you know, pressing those pads as you would press a key on the keyboard. Right. Um, but, you know, I ask this person to build and, uh, and keep adding, you know, like improvements to, the, to, the, to these models. And, uh, and, and, and it has become like an instrument that I really, really love. And, and, and I have many instruments that do just that, some with strings, some with, without. But... Um, yeah, it's a very funny thing, man. Um, I see the movie through the neck of a guitar, you know, uh, but I don't hear a guitar sound. Yeah, I mean, it, you guess you have to adapt to what, I mean, you're, you know, that's your, that's where you feel at home, so I guess that makes more sense to you. You know, it's the same output, it's just a different way of, I guess, uh, getting there. So that's... Yeah, and, 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 and you know, I studied orchestration like days like uh, Berlioz, um, you know, orchestrational kind of, you know, concepts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that guy, you know, he, you know, he was a guitar player himself, Villa Lobos, who we grew up listening to because a great classical composer from Brazil, wrote a lot from the guitar as well. He was a, good, a great guitar player himself and a cello player himself. So there, there is a certain, you know, setting, you know, a mindset per se, that the instrument, in a way, uh, you know, helps, and 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 I'm very loyal to to that. You know, I I keep improving my my horrible chops on the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, I think I'm most at home when everything is born. You know, actually, from the voice right. and the guitar. You know, so then I know melodically, it's it's as simple as it can be. You know, uh, and I know how far I can take it. If as complicated as it needs to become, right. you know, and the guitar as an accompanying 
thing, you know, uh, is exactly the orchestra supporting whatever soloist one chooses, you know, to to be, you know, it's, it's a clarinet, it's a flute, it's a combination, or, or the, all the strings playing the melody and the brass is accompanying. Um, you know, I think to a certain degree that's why my love for this instrument is because I kind of almost instantly I can hear all of this is still being a guitar player. Fascinating. That's so cool. Um... And you, I mean, you are an amazing guitarist, and I, I love your album you did a few years ago, to Untold Stories, uh, a great Thank solo you. instrumental uh, album. Is there any plans to maybe do one of those again? Oh my God, I have, I, I actually have so much material, uh, and I just need some time to organize myself and and just put it out there. And I have new songs, and I have new orchestral pieces. Well, I, I have pieces that I want to orchestrate. I want to do a record where all my music that I've written for the orchestra, now I can do just with an upright acoustic guitar wow. and a drummer, you know, so to become like something very intimate, even though what you hear in these movies is in normal, is in orchestral. Mm-hmm. So kind of, kind of to help show people that it's still down to, as you said before, it's a simple melody and, and, and this is how it was born kind of thing. You know, uh, so I have like many projects, um, and when I have a little free time, I go there and record something, leave it over there. And but I did write song with some with kids for the World Cup, and I, I have a song for HBO for uh, you know Saving Tomorrow, mm-hmm. it's a series of HBO, and, and I think Karen O will sing the song that I wrote, you know, from the AAS, oh, yeah, and yeah. you know lots of like side projects that you know keep me interested in, in in loving music more than ever you know absolutely i mean i would and i'd love to hear if that all comes together for another album that'd be amazing because i loved your untold stories album but um looking kind of outside of music as we kind of wrap up here um what kind mm-hmm. of what do you love to do like any hobbies that allow you to step away from music to kind of refresh yourself creatively what do you like to do besides you know anything that's not to do with music be with nature nature yeah i i i study like birds migrations you know i love birds me and my family we travel the world when i have a little time mm-hmm. and my son surfs my my daughter surfs as well i surf poorly surf but i put a surf a little bit but they go to the beach and they're gonna do the thing i hire a guide and this guide this person you know takes me like in the in my life to the, like the middle of the forest and it starts telling us you know oh, this song is from that bird that wow. song is that bird and that bird loves that tree and that tree likes to be there because the soil has that kind of like minerals and blah, blah. I love that man. To me it's just like that's what I do. You know, to be with my family and, and, and my friends in nature, you know, uh, that's my my other side, you know. Um yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a complicated person. <laughs> I like reading. I love books. I, I like you know watching movies and not everything. Mm-hmm. But to me, my 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 cathedral, like my church, is is nature. Absolutely. Oh, me too. I mean, for the longest time, I I almost became before I got interested in film was you know I grew up on Discovery Channel. I almost wanted to be a marine biologist. And I think the guys who you know do this Planet Earth series, I think they have the best job in the world to go film and create 
you know, movies out of nature. I think it's a amazing, amazing thing. I, I think so too. And and look, I grew up watching um, uh, Jack Cousteau, mm-hmm. right? right? And 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 man, the music that generally was George Delure, right? Mm-hmm. right? Beautiful, beautiful composer, yeah. great melodist, great orchestrations. I know for sure that a lot of my fascination for Jack Cousteau's work also had to do with the music that was under it. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I didn't know then. I wasn't a musician then. Mm-hmm. I was only like 10 years old, 8 years old, and I was like, oh my God, you know, they are now in the Amazon and they are filming the Pink Dolphins or whatever. <laughs> and, but it was this music that I know, man. It's, it was just like playing a trick on me <laughs> and telling you know, my soul. You go, we're going to meet each other very soon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, I, I don't, just talking about that, it just reminded me, it, it doesn't, it kind of bridges the two worlds. I don't know, I was uh, at a screening for Rio 2, and John Powell, mm-hmm. John Powell was talking about how he found this bird in the Amazon with this certain call, and he turned it mm-hmm. into a theme, and I thought that was... Yeah. Amazing, I, you know. I never would think of that to do something where you take a nat- you know birds are nature's musicians. They have certain calls and tones and melodies, and he turned it into one of the bad guys' themes. I was like, that's so clever. <laughs> yeah, and look, Messians, right? Messians, you know, the French composer. I mean, he he traveled the world transcribing songbirds, mm, you know, wow. uh, bird songs. Sorry, and 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 he wrote amazing classical music, amazing performance music. Uh, uh, but sometimes it's the true transcription of it, you know, uh, and he marries them. And I, I recommend to everyone to, you know, to, I think it's Olivier Messiaen, but Messiaen for sure, mm-hmm. and, and the music inspired by, you know, his research on bird sounds and stuff. Man, it's unbelievable. Wow. You know, John is a very, a very sensitive musician. You know, I always loved, you know, his music. No, I'm I'm not surprised that you know he did that because I think that's the kind of person he is. Yeah, uh, I love John. He's such a very. I'm sad that he you know takes these long sabbatical breaks. You know, I'm like, I'm like I want more. <laughs> yeah, well, hey man, you know, probably you know very soon he will show that he has some thing under his sleeve, you know, uh, and and will give it to all of us. You yeah, know, I'm sure. you're right. <laughs> Well, you, know, you know the analogy is why did that bird stop singing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, keep singing. Stop it. No, continue. Hator, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, thanks so much for chatting today. Oh my, it's just always a pleasure to to talk and you you, you know and just chat about music and everything in life with you. So thanks again and congratulations on the new score and. And I, I hope the Minions is going well. I hope they're not treating you too badly. You know, the, <laughs> I, did you, uh, by any chance, did you do the the ride at Universal yes, Studios? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. I did. I, I, I just checked it out for the first time. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see. Yeah, it was fun. It was uh, fun to participate in that, too. No, I am working on the Minions, and it's fun, and I'm working on some video games and, and real orchestra video games and, 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 and the songs that I told you and many things. Um, and, yeah, I'm very happy. And, man, thank you very much again for the opportunity that you give to myself and my music so we can talk a little bit about, you know, what you... Um, 
what you bring out of me is so clearly, man, you know, the process and you get me, man. Thank you very much. We should go and have some, some acai juice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anytime, you know. <laughs>